caution. What you are about to listen to could be dangerous for anyone wishing to live a normal, safe life at the end of a cheesy cul-de-sac. Back to Jerusalem podcasts are not made in sterile recording studios with professional DJs, but instead behind enemy lines with horrible acoustics, bad internet connections, and suspicious-looking coffee. Listening to Back to Jerusalem podcast could include unwanted side effects like selling your house, leaving your boring job, and uncontrollable desires to speak strange foreign languages. So buckle up, strap in, and hold on, because this is Fast Train, baby, to all those places your mother warned you about. And now, for your host, the man known for having a radio face, Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of the UK. During this time, you're going to hear some noise in the background of people going to and fro. We are actually at an Assemblies of God conference here in the UK. We've been representing Back to Jerusalem and the efforts that the Chinese are making. I'm sitting here together with uh, Pastor Danny Miller, who is the new director for the Back to Jerusalem office here in the UK. Pastor Danny, so nice to have you. It's great to be here. It's great to have uh, you guys here. And actually, it's really exciting uh, to be able to have the opportunity of um, raising awareness of Back to Jerusalem here in the UK with an exhibition like this. Yeah, and I know that... um, there are many pastors that are coming here and they've never heard of Back to Jerusalem before. How many pastors would you say are actually here during this conference? Well, there's about 1,200 and plus their teams. So there's a lot of people and they've come from Scotland, Wales, Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, as well as the England. Um, and so they've come here to Bradford in, in Yorkshire, England. And so this is the, the Assemblies of God National Conference. Um, and so this is a great opportunity uh, for us and along with other ministries as well, just to connect with these guys, connect with the leaders who would then in turn share this stuff with their churches. And, and we believe, you know, I, I strongly believe that there are people that God has put China on their heart. God has put maybe Iran on their heart. You know, these people that just go to church and yet now they can find out a little bit more as their pastors go back and the following Sunday share about this stuff, share about, you know, who they've met. And that could um, connect with a lot of these people and uh, where they can think, you know what, I can find out a lot more about Iran. I've got, there's some resources available. There's newsletters that share about what God is doing. And, and so what's great for me is that this is um, maybe in other countries, there's a l- access to back to Jerusalem. But now we are, there's doors opening for access to find out more about what God is doing through back to Jerusalem in the UK. And <clears throat> would you say that there is a, um, a, big significant focus of missions here or is it more about the national um, agenda for the pastors and how to better their churches what what would you say the the percentage of effort is being given towards missions at this conference that's a really good question and it actually comes on the back of what uh, you see we're speaking here here in the afternoon there's going to be other meetings taking place later this afternoon and then tonight however this morning there was uh, the, the keynote uh, one of the keynote speakers it was on the emphasis of being missional being missional minded not just locally but globally 
for some churches it's been uh, missionally minded is historical so very much in the UK it can be very historical you can look back a hundred years ago and you know many men and women gave up their lives for the cause in China you know in the Middle East in the Far East um, but for many it isn't so much today and so they're, they're aligning with missions is historical and what the emphasis on this morning has been is actually hold on let, let's get imaginative again let, let's move forward okay there, there was a place for that whatever took place a hundred years ago great but where does the uk churches how do we stand with missions in the 21st century and that came out this morning and what was the what were some of the ideas was it just a generic proposal or were there real concrete ways in which churches can be involved in missions and not only that but it was there a kind of this feeling of you know what we need to have a passion of getting involved in the most unreached areas of the world you know what that's exactly what it was it i mean firstly when they mentioned about any practical areas uh, i did want to stand up and jump up on the on the platform and say i can give you one <laughs> practical area it begins with b <laughs> and ends with j <laughs> well kind of anyway <laughs> And, um, but they may remove me, and so uh, I decided not to do that. However, um, yeah, they did recognize that there are many areas uh, of the world where it can be, there's certain countries they mention, even in Africa, where there can be 60%, 70% Christian. Churches are going over there to try and church plant, and there is many, there is, sorry, there isn't that many coming to Christ. It's really difficult. There's a culture of Christianity, but yet then there's people feeling called to churches, uh, sorry, to nations where there's very little um, in, in whether it's support by the government or um, the, the culture is Christian. And yet they're coming in and they're finding people who are hungry, hungry for God, hungry that there's more to this life. And, and so it's really exciting that actually here in the 21st century, there's a shift there has been traditional mission fields. They're changing. So I'm not discrediting those things that have gone on in the past. But I believe God is hearing the cries of many, many people, not just from certain parts of the world, but, but unreached places. And I believe now God is putting, uh, you know, touching people in the UK, in the US, and many others. Um, and actually, they're, they're beginning to have a heart for not just the traditional places of the mission field but actually places that may be not that easy to reach even even with a flight and planes not that easy to get to and yet God is putting these places on their heart to pray for and and the great thing about back to Jerusalem is that we're able to supply information and share it in some detail you know with bibles maybe going into north korea you know that that alone that is, as well it's exciting to know that's going on people can pray strategically so it's not just Lord bless North Korea Lord just do something actually we can pray Father we pray that those Bibles get in we pray for the, the, the messengers those who are carrying that in you know and these type of things so people are, are becoming shareholders of stuff that's happening in remote parts of the world so and, and for me this is really exciting that people in the UK who have a heart for 21st century missions can can be part can partner and be part of what God is doing, but, but through back to Jerusalem. Yeah, I, I, we've been really excited about being here. One of the reasons why is that the majority of the people that we talk to, when I say majority, I'm talking about more than 98 percent 
of the people that we've talked to this morning that are just passing through our booth. These are pastors. These are leaders. These are active people in the church. They've never heard of Back to Jerusalem before. So when we're talking to a lot of these people, we are taking them from zero, from zero exposure to at least a little bit of an idea, a thumbnail sketch of what Back to Jerusalem is doing. Now, you are the the person who has actually started the Back to Jerusalem office in the UK. What has been some of the challenges? I mean, because there hasn't been a lot of people knowing about Back to Jerusalem in the UK. So what has been some of the challenges of getting this office started, this representat- this representation started in the UK? Yeah, I often think the title of Back to Jerusalem could have been different and made my life easier. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. We got people coming back here the whole time, and that you're right. They they see back to Jerusalem. They think so. How does Iran? Because they're looking at our books. You know, Jesus in Iran. They 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 see the underground church of China. They're like, what in the world does that have to do with, you know, China? They think right away that it has to do with something. So there does there is some explanation that has to take place with the name. You're right. Especially when there's another booth uh, <laughs> behind us, which is to do with Israel and promoting Israel. They're probably feeling like, you know, challenged because we're here. Um, hopefully they feel reassured now to know that actually it's not necessarily the focus is on Israel or Jerusalem. That's the end result. But actually it's the in-between. So the road from China to Israel, there's, you know, you've got 22 nations, you know, many of them Islamic nations. And so God is speaking to many, as you and I know, God has been to many missionaries in China now, leaving that nation and being sold out for a cause of serving in Iran, in, in Saudi Arabia, in, in many other of these nations. So um, that is the probably the biggest challenge here in the UK. Back to Jerusalem, the vision has been going on for many, many, many years. But here it feels like it's a new chapter. It's a new chapter for Back to Jerusalem because there's a new gen- new generation. There's a new set of pastors and leaders who don't know anything about Back to Jerusalem. And yet, when we start talking and sharing about this stuff, man, they're so excited that, you know, they're signing up. They want to find out more about it. Uh, they invite, you know, want to hear from Brother Jan and, and, and invitations for, for you and I as well. So it's really exciting that as soon as we start sharing about, okay, you know, it's not just about the title, but this is what it's about. This is what God is doing in the 21st century. It, it is exciting. And, and, and it's capturing the hearts of many of the, the British uh, pastors and leaders here. Now, you are the one that is putting together a tour for next month. If you are listening to this podcast in May of 2016, we are having a tour with Brother Yun in June of next month. Or obviously June is next month. <laughs> so we are having a we are having a tour with Brother Yun next month. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that tour? Maybe some dates where uh, yeah. people, if they are in the UK, where they can go to find out more about the tour? Yes. Yeah, so um, it's really exciting just to have this tour uh, take place as Brother Eugene shared in June. And it, it kicks off um, in, in South Yorkshire, in Rotherham, on June 10th. And then we go, and, and really just to give people an idea, because uh, I, I, I can share the cities, but fortunately there's more information available on, on the Battered Jerusalem website. It's on the newsletters that, that are going out at the moment. So Brother Young, in June, in the UK of this year, he will be in Rotherham, South Yorkshire. He's going to be in London. Uh, he's going to be uh, in Nottingham and Birmingham. Uh, June 15th, for example, he's in Portsmouth on the south coast of England. June 16th, he's in Lincoln. So if you're near uh, Lincoln, if you're in Lincolnshire or anything like that, you know, then please go along there. The details are on the website of the church. Uh, on June 17th, Brother Ian is speaking in Oxford. 
So we're covering lots of areas. And then uh, June 18th, there's a big meeting in Manchester uh, uh, on, on the Saturday night. Uh, again, if you're near those areas, you know, hopefully we've covered a lot of the geographic it doesn't take much to cover much of England, you know. So uh, hopefully we've covered a lot of the area and it gives people the opportunity and a new generation to hear from the heavenly man. Have we been to that church in Manchester before? No. Okay, so this will be a new one. Yes. Okay, because I think that we went to a church in Manchester about a year or two ago. I remember uh, being in that region. We had an amazing time from what I understood. There was so much in Manchester that I didn't understand. I, the, the, the accent <laughs> was incredibly difficult. In fact, Brother Yun and I, we went to lunch together. I walked up. We went to a restaurant. And in the restaurant, somebody was just, took us to be seated. And uh, I didn't understand a word that they said to us. They were talking to us the entire time from the entrance to the seat. Brother Yun said, what are they saying? I said, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And then we were trying to order. And I felt like I was like in in Korea or I was in a foreign country because I had to point to the pictures or or the areas of the menu uh, because, of course, I could read. But I could not understand. Is that is that common for you as well? And, well, and is there? I think really Chinese is actually easier to learn <laughs> than some of the accents in Northern England. Um, but there you go. So it just if you've got a, a gift of interpretation, you'll be fine. And you know I'll be looking to you to interpret. And something. I hope I'm not offending anybody. <laughs> but um, if if people are in the region and yeah. and yeah. Oh, um, they let's let's say that they're living in the UK and yeah. they want to know I'm more. Part of it. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to yeah. say. It's, it's not just Brother Yun, is it? It's not just the heavenly man. It's back to Jerusalem. It's what God is doing through the ministry. And there's many that I would love to get over to the UK in future years, not just the heavenly man. There's many other Chinese church leaders who have got an incredible story here in the 21st century missions um, that I know the churches in the UK would love to hear. So it's just... It'd be great for people to come along and just capture the culture and the heart of Batch Jerusalem here in the UK. And if there are people that are living here in the UK and they say, you know what, I've been to the website, I've been listening to the podcast, I've been reading the newsletter, and I want to be involved. Is there a way that they can connect with you to be able to find out more? Maybe they want to go on a missions trip. Maybe they want to invite Brother Yun. Maybe they want to invite you to come and speak at their church. How can they do that? All those things are a possibility, and and they are opportunities available. It does start with just going to the website, our website, backtojerusalem.com. There is now a UK page, and so you can tap into that. There's a resource, there's information, uh, ways to get in touch as well. It does kick off by just going to the Back to Jerusalem website and, and then going to the UK page or even Western Europe. You know, we're here for you guys. We're here if, you, if you're if you based in Western Europe or the United Kingdom representing Back to Jerusalem. We're here to, to help and support and, 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 and kind of make things happen, you know, in raising awareness of Back to Jerusalem. We so if I'm living in France and I say, you know what, I want to be involved in uh, Back to Jerusalem. They, they too would be able to contact you and find out more information about how they can connect with the European uh, office here for Back to Jerusalem. That's right. So we, we do already we have from France and Germany and others that are making inquiries and, and they're, they're delighted to, because it's new. It's, we're just learning ourselves, but um, they're, they're delighted that there is an office now in the United Kingdom representing Europe uh, as well as the US which is great as well and so um, yeah it's really exciting that what God is doing with this ministry but it's just making it easier for people to tap into back to Jerusalem nearer you know where they live and so it's, uh, you know there's a real blessing in, uh, in that 
Yeah, and that will make a big difference when it comes to finances as well. Because for years, so many people from the UK um, have said, you know what, I want to donate. But the challenge is, is that the, the whole system is set up for an international donation. And, and there's, no, there's no gift aid. Uh, how are you changing that? Well, because there is a Back to Jerusalem uh, UK account where the fun, anything comes in, we are able to then um, uh, uh, give that, pass that on to Back to Jerusalem. But also, we can break that down. So if people got a heart for North Korea or Iran or the, you know, what, what's going on in northern Iraq, you know, the projects that Back to Jerusalem are involved in, they can actually um, give to the Back to Jerusalem here in the UK. But that designated funds will go directly to that project. So as we oversee that, we can make sure every penny goes to that project. That's, what, that's our desire. That's what we can, and that's what we're able to make happen now. And so, but on top of that, if people, if people decide to give like £100 because of the gift aid in the United Kingdom, we, the government will give, you know, £25 more on top of that to back to Jerusalem. So there's, there's a gift aid that's, that's available and it's an opportunity where we can actually give more. So instead of, you know, if they live in the UK, you, you can give $100 or pounds, you know, in the US office. But in the UK, let's take advantage of the gift aid program. And so we're then able to give more to um, the mission of back to Jerusalem. And I know there may be some people listening and think, okay, well, this is uh, from the new director for Back to Jerusalem UK. Um, what is uh, your situation with the salary and employment with Back to Jerusalem UK? That might be of interest to some of our listeners who are thinking about donating and wondering where their funding is going to. Uh, doesn't part of that funding go towards uh, your salary? I was going to ask you about all that <laughs> because it doesn't exist. Now, I, obviously, so just to be new, I'm a senior pastor. I'm a Assemblies of God pastor. Um, I, I oversee a healthy church. We're moving forward. We're growing. Um, God is doing amazing things. We're, in a, we're involved in a big uh, you know, building program. We're involved in a new one that's coming up. Uh, we're involved in missions. I've got a great team, great leadership. We're doing good. But I've got a heart for back to Jerusalem it's, it's simply built out of a hardened relationship so so just to reassure everything that comes in I don't get anything but I'm fine yeah. it's not so I'm and actually you know what I oversee it and, and that's good it's a good thing and it means that everything goes to, to back to Jerusalem uh, but also what I love is that we're able to break it down so again if people do have a half of North Korea and they're thinking well I want to give to back to Jerusalem but I like it to go to you know the Bible's been getting into North Korea we'll make sure that happens or if they they you know like our church you know recently brother Eugene you you were preaching at at, at Hope Church and um, you know again this often happens with us but it just naturally I just felt well let's give let's give to the Yazidi people to the children that are being rescued or in northern Iraq and then we, we our church gave and it's given so we're not here to receive we're here to give and we do it ourselves but it's got to start with us and I think we need to demonstrate that but that type of culture of just giving and giving more so Jerusalem and the missionaries can do more if it starts with us I think that, that culture here in the UK can be birthed and then spread now, um, last year, you had joined us for the Back to Jerusalem meeting. It was kind of a secret invitation-only meeting in Hainan Island. Uh, you were able to spend some time with the Chinese leaders. Uh, anything that you brought back from that time? You know, it was absolutely incredible time for me. And um, there was two things, really, and, and I can break it down. But it's simply the humility, and yet they're sold out. 
they are com- it's surrender they are completely sold out for Christ they know that they could have a police raid the next day and that would be it they know they could be separated or you know from you know their spouse or children for a while they they know these things but they they're just in love with Jesus they, but they move in the supernatural. There's powerful things that are taking place. God is moving in the realm of the angelic hosts. It's incredible stuff. And yet, they're just very humble people about it. It's just day to day. It's just nor- the normality. And so that showed me that actually, you know, that Jesus, you know, in a way, he's not from Hollywood. He's from Calvary. Mm-hmm. And there's real power in that. Mm-hmm. It's not a show. And, and they, didn't, they didn't put on a show for us in Hainan. It was very humble and very genuine. And that's what I got from that. It's powerful. Well, it has been a a real privilege to be together with you and your church, the wonderful people that you have serving on your team that have a real vision and heart for Back to Jerusalem as well as the countries that Back to Jerusalem is targeting. Really having a heart for those countries that are close to the gospel who have not yet heard the gospel and to take the gospel into that final frontier. Thank you so much, Pastor Danny, for joining us. Uh, Again, this has been another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of the UK. God bless you. There's a simple way for us to help ISIS victims. Drink tea. It's that simple. By drinking a cup of Back to Jerusalem Chinese tea, you will bring hope to the refugees displaced by ISIS. It is a healthy way to make a difference. So invite friends and family to your home for a Bible study around a warm pot of organic Chinese tea. Does your church have a cafe? Add Back to Jerusalem tea to the menu. All profits go to help ISIS victims in Iraq and Syria. My name is Jung, and I am an unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. It is considered quite dangerous for me to share the contents of this book, but these are stories that need to be told for God's glory and the encouragement of the church. So begins the extraordinary first-person account of a prominent leader of one of the largest underground churches in China. This dramatic true story is told in Back to Jerusalem's latest book, I Stand with Christ, by Eugene Bach. I Stand with Christ is a detailed account about a former Communist Party member who took a stand for his faith in Jesus and was targeted for prison, work camps, and torture. See how he goes from the prison cell of China's maximum security prison to leading one of the largest underground house churches of 10 million believers. Be amazed at this true story of suffering, sacrifice, and triumph. I Stand With Christ is available at www.backtojerusalem.com or where books are sold.